everybody welcome back to the who's judging podcast i'm your host connor it's been about a month now that's my bad just figuring out some other stuff with the business um but back on to today we're back to a vegan topic and today is going to be government subsidies on meat and dairy do they how much do they stuff like that um and this is an important topic to me because A lot of people, you know, they go to the stores or they go to restaurants and people don't realize why healthier options cost more than, say, a burger or ground beef. Or when you go to the grocery store, why stuff like vegetables cost more than ground beef. People don't realize why. And those 100%, those prices alter what people buy in their patterns at the grocery store. It alters our diet. And so it's important to know why this is happening. So going into it, meat and dairy industries are the leading sectors, one of the leading sectors of the economy that receives huge direct and indirect subsidies from the government in many countries, provoking huge concern because of the impact it has on human health, the environment protection, and on animal rights. It affects all three of them. Too much meat and dairy or too much of the wrong meat and dairy, you know what I mean? some ones with more fat, is not good for the human body. Some is too much fat, too much cholesterol, whatever it may be, is not healthy for the human body, too much of it. It 100% affects the environment. We don't have to go over that today. I don't think most people need that going over. I think a lot of people understand that, that it's bad for the environment. And animal rights, that one explains itself. If you have a burger you no longer have a cow. It's one or the other. That one's very easily explained. And so according to recent data from Metanomics, the American government spends $38 billion each year to subsidize the meat and dairy industries, but only 0.04% of that, which is approximately $17 million each year to subsidize fruits and vegetables. So fruits and vegetables get only 17 million with an M, and mean dairy get 38 billion with a B. That's a big difference. You know, I mean, no one would be sitting here complaining. I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it or complaining if those numbers were similar. You know what I mean? Food being subsidized, there's nothing wrong with. But certain sectors being subsidized a lot more than other sectors looks a little iffy, looks a little fishy. Why? Again, only 0.04% of the $38 billion goes to fruit and vegetables, which have vitamins that people need daily. Everybody needs fruits and vegetables. And so Western diets are highly characterized by a high intake of animal products. The data from Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, shows that in 2014, so a little outdated, but 2014, the average American adult consumed 90 kilograms or 198 pounds of meat that year. The global average during that same year was 34 kilograms or 75 pounds. 
By 2024, these numbers are projected to increase to 94.1 kilograms or 207.5 pounds per person in the U.S. and 35.5 kilograms or 78.3 pounds globally. And so there's two things to take from that. One, it's growing every year, the amount we consume of meat. That's the first point, and it's a very concerning one, sustainability-wise as well. Secondly, the U.S. consumes almost, almost three times as much meat as the global average. So not only is it unsustainable at this rate if it keeps increasing for what we're even able to produce without trying to make any switches, without decreasing our production, we're not going to be able to take on this increase in production. On top of that, the U.S. is way ahead of everyone else. And so this impacts some of the other poorer countries who may need it. And so us subsidizing our own keeps it in-house. It keeps us buying our own stuff instead of sending it out. It also keeps us eating more, which is what they want. They get the government subsidies, the, the meat businesses, the dairy businesses. And these congressmen, they get the lobbying money. They take the money, they vote a certain way. Both sides get what they want. And it's a beneficial, it's beneficial for everyone except for us, the consumer. That's what I think on it. And it's, it's very counterintuitive to subsidize an industry that is already the bigger one, that has the biggest lands, the best performing machines, and the best organized production process, whereas an increasing number of small farmers are closing their local enterprises around the world. So we're subsidizing an industry that doesn't need it is basically what it's getting at. This is a multi-billion dollar business, a multi-billion dollar, a multi-billion profit business, and we are subsidizing their products. And what they're saying is a lot of the smaller farms, smaller businesses, it's not helping. They're the ones that are going out of business and the big dogs like Tyson are taking subsidies, and they are winning. They are making record profits. And I'm not so sure we should be subsidizing winners in an industry or winning industries. It's obvious to us, me and us here, that subsidizing the meat and dairy industry is not pursuing the best possible equilibrium in terms of equity. It is highly contradictory in the sense that on one hand, this policy helps people to have a wide access to food so that they live well, but at the same time, it is a concrete and daily threat to their health, to their close environment, and to other living beings. So yes, it's easy to concede that lowering the price on meat and dairy helps a lot of people afford it, and it's a, a food that can fill a lot of people. You can buy a lot of it. It's high in protein usually so it fills people up so for people on a budget it does help but in the long run it hurts the environment again the animals and the health if you you know load up on it too much so subsidizing an industry that directly harms the human race and the earth the planet we live on i don't think that's a good idea I think there's better ways to go around it, subsidize some other products around it, 
you know what I mean, to help people get a daily balance or subsidize both. As I said earlier, if these numbers were close on the subsidies, no one's even bringing this up. I mean, this would be like subsidizing the oil industry and not the renewable energy industry. It'd be like subsidizing the big dog that doesn't need it. They have the money, but not for the up and coming industry or the ones that will better benefit the world. And this is, again, due a lot to lobbying. The congressmen don't really care. Maybe when, maybe when they first come in, they care. They don't really care, though, once they're in. They want the money. They take the lobbying money, and they vote against the benefit of the American people. So, yes, again, the subsidies lower the cost of meat and dairy products. Not only is their price not representative of the environmental cost, it is not even representative of the real production cost. This allows meat and dairy farmers to produce cheap meat profitably despite its detrimental effects on the environment. So again, this is an industry that is already profitable. We're making it more profitable because they can lower the price and sell more. They can lower their prices so that no one can compete with them. This is another reason why, you know, Beyond Burgers compared to a, you know, a ground beef patty, there's such a discrepancy. There's no huge subsidy on that Beyond Meat. It's hard for them to compare because one, they're not up to the production scale that Tyson is at making your ground beef patties, but they're not subsidized. When, when these meat companies are subsidized, they can easily lower their price. If the subsidies represent a 10% of their production cost, they can cut the price 10% and make the same exact profit that they would have without the subsidies. And so that's hard to compete with. Even now, it's getting worse and worse because rocked with the trade wars and the corona pandemic. Everyone knows about that. The number of farm subsidies and bailouts in the U.S. doubled year on year from $20 billion to more than $50 billion in 2020, according to new data published by the AFA. Of the total, over 60% was pocketed by meat, dairy milk, and animal feed production firms. So we're talking around $30 billion again. That's huge. And breaking down the farm subsidies, the AFA reported that $1.2 billion was redirected in 2020 to pig farmers compared to the tiny fraction of $7.5 million that was handled, handed to mushroom producers. And that comparison is made because, you know, when it's a vegetable to the meat, the mushrooms have their protein source compared to the meat and are usually used in a mock sense to the meat for vegans. And despite, so that's despite the fact that both pork and mushrooms command a similar market size in the U.S. That is also why it's compared. So they have a similar market size in terms of dollar amount, and yet one got $1.2 billion while the other got $7.5 million. If the subsidies were allocated based on relative market sizes, mushroom producers should have received eight times more, or conversely, the pork industry should have received eight times less. I mean, that's a big gap, big discrepancy, big difference. And yet, you're seeing it right here. It's not happening the way it should be. Because again, if those numbers were similar, nobody cares. That's good. Everyone's prices are down for their products. People go to the store. Products are cheaper. Everyone wants that. 
Make the numbers similar. That's all anyone's asking for. Dairy producers, on the other hand, received $3.5 billion in 2020 through direct payments, subsidies, and bailouts from the USDA, while plant-based milk producers and crop suppliers such as oat farmers were handed just $44 million. Again, huge difference. That equates to around $80 going to dairy farmers for every $1 that oat producers receive. Again, that equates to around $80 going to dairy farmers for every $1 that oat producers received. I mean, if, again, oat milk is not a similar market size to milk, but it should be a lot closer than that. So our tax dollars are being used to keep the meat, egg, and dairy industries afloat, yet subsidies do little to benefit local farmers and economies. Between 2006 and 2021, two-thirds of American farmers didn't receive a single cent from subsidies, which totaled more than $100 billion. This is not helping the small guy who's trying to feed his family. This is only helping the people at the top, Tyson, JBS, whoever you want to go with. It's only helping them. This is not keeping an industry afloat even. It's just keeping the megas, the alphas in the industry afloat and more profitable. Because again, 67%, two of every three farmers didn't receive a single cent of a hundred billion US dollars. That doesn't sound very effective or efficient to me. So here's the big thing though. Redirecting meat, egg, and dairy industry funds could also benefit slaughterhouse employees who endure unsafe work conditions. Transforming slaughterhouses into clean facilities that produce vegan meat, an exciting transition that's already happening in some places, would help the workers, many of whom are immigrants or refugees, and don't report poor working conditions or cruelty to animals because they fear losing their jobs. So again, not only does this benefit vegans, it benefits the workers. If you think a slaughterhouse is an easy place to work at or a good place to work at, maybe try it out because it's not. Not only do you have to do the slaughter, it's not easy conditions. There's a lot of potential hazards. And so getting those workers a better, easier, cleaner, safer job is also another potential positive impact on this transition. On top of that, of course, redirecting those funds would allow us to feed more people around the world. Again, that's a redirect to our very first episode of this podcast, World Hunger. If you want to go click it, there's a lot more information on how vegan and the vegan diet could cure or at least you know majorly drastically reduce world hunger go check it out if you want to again as i said this is still happening to this day with these subsidies on meat and dairy and almost a kind of bailout on them as the white house announced this year that it's going to devote a billion dollars to aiding independent meat and poultry producers aiming to undercut the four powerful meat producers that the Biden administration has alleged are responsible for surging consumer prices. And so while I don't agree with the billion dollars, extra billion dollars 
going towards subsidizing meat and dairy, at least this one is going to independent, or at least supposed to go to independent producers. But again, this is another billion dollars that went to that. No mention on whether they'll subsidize, you know, beyond meat or subsidize mushrooms more or oat milk. None of that. But another billion dollars to meat. Like they need it. And so in this includes $375 million in grants to help independent meat producers, $275 million in capital, $100 million in training for the meat and poultry workforce, and $100 million to reduce inspection costs on small and very small processing plants, is what their statement said. And so again, this is good. At least it's aimed at independent ones, but this didn't erase you know, the 20 billion that goes to the other ones every year. So until I see that step, you know, you give the big dogs $20 billion and you give the small ones a billion, how much did you really help them and consumer prices? And so maybe it's a negative view on it, but this is the government interfering with the free market. Let the big dogs show what their real price of production is, their cost of production is, and pass it on to the consumer. Until we do that, there will never be, it will not ever be possible for Beyond Meat or Impossible Meat to profitably get their costs down to the same as a ground beef patty or a pound of ground beef. They will never get there while the other side is getting subsidies. So next time you ask, why is the healthier option so much more expensive? Why can I get a burger for $1.50 and the salad costs 5 bucks? Or why can I get, you know, a pound of ground beef for $5 and it costs me 10 for a pound of Beyond Ground Beef? Now you know why. One side is subsidized, the other is not. They don't play by the same rules. So... You know, I hope this helped you guys answer this question. Again, always do further research on this before you just take my word for it. I want you guys to educate yourselves beyond this. And as always, who's judging? Not me.